I'm super excited, Chase. <laughs> I'm excited too. <laughs> okay, I probably need to take my bracelets off. Yeah, you're jingling all over. Yeah, I'm a jingler. <laughs> jingle. I'm a jingler. Just a jingler. And everywhere I go. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. <laughs> all right, are we ready? Should I just go? Or are we already going? Just go for it. Oh, yeah. let's go for it. Around the world, I've searched for you. I traveled on when hope was gone to keep a rendezvous. Chase, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So my name is Chase Lucayo, and I work for Delta. <laughs> I guess that's how we'll start out. Awesome. Okay. So now that's the subdued Chase. Just kidding. <laughs> We got to get him like Mike happy here, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, my friends, to a little brighter podcast where we interview a seemingly ordinary person with a seemingly ordinary hobby and find the extraordinary love and passion that makes our world a little brighter. I'm your host, Nicole Graff. Chase, tell us what your hobby is. What do you like to do? I like to travel. If I could just do it every day, I totally would. Well, airplanes more than anything. I mean, don't you? Like, you do do it every day, right? I, I mean, kind of. I, I, once a week, once a week, but it should be every day. In New York and Gate Maria, I'll swing in London town no more. Well, I go all around the world, for I have found my world in you. Yes, I found my world in you. I I am so excited to be back for our second season. My summer has been full of adventure. My kitchen flooded in June. My beautiful mom passed away in July. And in August, we got approval from the city to build a high-end RV resort. In between all of that, I made time for my own hobby and took three trips to Lake Powell with family and friends. In the spirit of adventure, let me introduce our 19-year-old world traveler, Chase. Chase has a lifelong obsession with flying and being on the move. Chase knows the history about every airline, the model numbers of those planes, and he has a collection of Pan Am and other airline memorabilia. His passion and love for planes makes even the safety videos entertaining. All right, so tell me how you got interested in your hobby. You might have to go back, think really deep. I think when I was younger, my mom would send me every summer to my grandma and grandpa, and it was always on Delta and Northwest at the time. And I would always travel by myself, so it started at a really young age where I was already traveling just to Wisconsin. So do you remember the first time you ever flew in an airplane? I was three. But I oh, don't remember. So you don't remember that. Do you remember? I remember. What's your first memory, I guess? The first flying? memory I have, <laughs> this is when um, your parents could come with you to the gate without getting a gate pass. Um, it was when Delta and Northwest were going into their merger and both of the companies were kind of like slipping down the slope. And so um, this is just funny because I just remember I was standing at the, the window looking at the plane that I was about to board to Minneapolis. And my dad was like well that's great we paid all this money and you're getting a crap plane got peeling paint and all that crap <laughs> I'm like, 
okay, like that's that's what I remember. Yeah, yeah. I just remember sitting here and it's like him complaining about the <laughs> the paint job on the aircraft. Like, I don't. It's just funny. And then, um, you know, I just I remember flying there and I sat next to this Asian dude, and he had like a big mole on his face, and there was the flight attendants and she was like, "Oh, you are a cute sweetheart. You are." I just remember, that's that's what I remember. That's like the first memory I have of an airplane. Yeah. And then when we came home really late to Salt Lake City and all the planes were lined up um, on the gates and then we pulled into our gate. That's my very first memories of flying. Do you feel like that flight attendants are kind of like surrogate mothers? <laughs> In a way, some are like, like you know, because they... I feel like that every time I see a picture of you. <laughs> You're on a plane with, like, three or four flight attendants. Yes, yes. Yeah, and that's the funny thing. So they don't remember you because, you know, they see thousands of people in a month. But when you take a picture with them and then you're like, is this you? They're like, oh, honey, you want some stuff? You want free stuff? Like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So you work your connections. (laughs) Yeah. It's worth it. Get that picture at the end of the flight because you never know. It might get you a free cheese box on one of our flights. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So Chase, take me back to how you got from your childhood obsession with planes and you became a world traveler. My mom got a job at JetBlue when I was in, I think, seventh grade. And we just traveled. And I would just go to the airport and I'd say, here's my mom's PPR number and list me on this flight. Let's go. And I would just take off by myself to New York. And I was like 13. (laughs) So that's how it was like growing up. And then my mom had to quit JetBlue because we moved to St. George to go to school at Tucon, which actually didn't work out, but that's okay. Um, And... Those were probably the, well, they were some of the best years, but the worst years of my life because we didn't have free flights. And then when I got into high school, I started looking for games where you could do airline simulations. So then I started creating all these airlines and stuff, going to all these destinations. Then I graduated high school and I did some stuff and then I moved up north. I was in the process of doing full-time school. And I was at this full-time job at UVU, and one day I pulled this thing up on Delta, and it said hiring for, it's called the CES, Customer Experience Specialist. And I said, oh my gosh, well, I might as well try. I'm like, I'm only 18, you know, whatever happens, I, I doubt I'm going to get the job. I'm doubting it. And then um, one thing led to another. They asked me for the next interview, and then I ended up in the office in Salt Lake City, and I was like, oh my gosh, I did so bad, because they asked me to sell something. And I was like, well, these are business class seats and they're very luxuries and (laughs) yeah and she's like that's so good you did wonderful (laughs) I don't think that would have sold anybody into business class but okay so then they took us into a room there was about 25 and by the way 4,000 people applied for this job and only 100 people were hired crazy Uh, yeah (laughs) and um there was 25 of us with this interview group and you know i had read on glassdoor and it tells you about like the whole experience and everything that you know and i was doubting what that person had said online about if they keep you then they're gonna hire you and so they dismissed everybody and they said we just need these um five people to stay after with us we just need some additional paperwork and i'm like oh they're just they're just letting us down right now like we're not getting the job so all the people leave and then the lady's like the reason we're having you stay behind is because we're offering you a conditional job offer and i was like (gasps) 
I gasped so loud and all of the managers started laughing at me and I was like, I started crying and I said, this isn't happening right now. I'm only 18. I can't get a job at Delta. That's impossible. How is this happening? And everyone was just clapping and it was such a whirlwind. I was like, what is going on? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope I pass all their tests and everything. That was the scary part was the whole month between the, the day we start and the day I got hired was the scariest month of my life. Like I didn't do anything, but like, I don't know, like these people might find something that I didn't do and then they're going to say I did it and then they're going to be like, sorry, you can't work at Delta, like, but I didn't do that. So <laughs> that was pretty crazy. Like you were worried that they were going to find dirt on you that you didn't even have exactly. and you weren't going to get the yeah. job. <laughs> I was so freaking worried. So then everything went good. And, you know, we started our first day at work and it was awesome. And then the very first week I flew to St. George just kind of like commemorate my travel benefits and kind of like, hey, mom, I'm so cool. Look at me. And I was just like, man, that's crazy. I literally can just, I mean, if there's seats available, you could just walk onto a flight. When I came to St. George this weekend, they were in final boarding for Amsterdam. And I was seriously debating if I should hop on that Amsterdam flight or go to (laughs) St. George. George. (laughs) You had to talk yourself into coming home for the weekend. I was like, well, I have homework. And if I don't come home, I know I won't do it because I'm just going to eat and sleep on the plane to Amsterdam. (laughs) But I went to the gate agent and I'm like, how many seats are in business class? She's like, there's seven open seats. And I was like, I I wouldn't have been able to do it. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I would have gotten on the flight to Amsterdam. That is self-control, Chase. (laughs) So I came to St. George. Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Tell me, Chase, what is appealing about traveling for you? Uh, I just meeting people. It's so cool to see people from all different forms and walks of life. And, you know, it's not like you're not seeing all the people from all walks of life, but you're, you're getting a mix. And that's what we don't see a lot you know, in our own hometowns, you know, it doesn't matter if we're from Utah or if we're from California or Washington, it doesn't matter where we're from. When you travel, you, if you choose to, see, I choose to, if you choose to be open to other people, you're going to meet some amazing individuals and also some crazy people as well. But (laughs) for the most part, I've met some really awesome people. Like, I don't know, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but that's where the drive comes from is seeing all different people meeting all different people and not just the people it's the places like Amsterdam is amazing and Barcelona is beautiful and Tokyo I don't even know how to describe Tokyo it's like a (laughs) world it's crazy yeah (laughs) it's just like I didn't know there were this many people on earth like holy cow to fathom that in your head is unreal and to think like I'm like one day I'm in Utah, the next time I'm in Tokyo, or you know, one day I'm in Utah, the next day I'm in Shanghai, the next time I'm in Shanghai, I end up in Europe. It's insane, and and that is insane. It's like insane. to it's like go to be able to go anywhere on this world, right? I mean, to it, go yeah. anywhere on this planet. It's you crazy. Can, we can do that. I could hop on a plane right now, and in five hours I could be in New York, wanting to go to like Copenhagen or something. You know, it's like, whoa, you know, like. Like, the possibilities are endless. 
Really? They really right? are. And I Delta mean... makes that a little more possible. So, <laughs> so you work so you can do your hobby. I do, essentially. yeah. I don't want to take advantage of my parents, but... No, not, not but. <laughs> I don't take advantage of my parents. I also realize that my parents are helping me with a lot. So if I'm smart... I will travel right now when I can afford it more than when later I'm gonna have to, you know, I won't be able to do it as much because I'm gonna have to pay for my house, my car, you know, all these things that my parents are helping me with because I'm in school. And, you know, yes, I'm lacking in school, unfortunately, right now, <laughs> but I'm getting an A in one of my classes, so that's all that matters. And, you know, Chase, I think you're getting an A in traveling. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't know if you can get a better education, I, so. I know. <laughs> I cracked up when Chase admitted to lacking in school, but I would have to admit if I were in his shoes, my priorities would be the exact same place. Traveling the world has always been a dream of mine. So I say, if you can do it, go for it. In my opinion, you can learn more from traveling the world than sitting in a classroom anyway. I knew Chase had a love for newness, but I was wondering if having so much unfamiliarity ever freaked him out. People ask me, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, like in in uh, Brussels and Paris, that does not scare me because the second I step out of my door, there could be some wacko waiting to cut me up. You know, yeah. same probability, you know, I, I would rather die on a plane skydiving to the bottom of the earth. That's just my preference of death. <laughs> Not that like, so you that's what I want so to happen. So you don't really have fear in traveling. No, no, there's no, there's no reason to. It's, I mean, if anything, it gives me adrenaline. Like there's just, there is point blank, no reason to have fear to travel because you have this, like I said, you have the same probability. You could get in a car crash. Mm-hmm. Same as a plane crash. It's right. You're more likely to get in a car crash because the idiot behind you doesn't know how to drive. True. You say that you really don't have a fear of traveling at all, but has there ever been a time when you were afraid? Or <laughs> was there ever a time? When I um, I got off the plane in Tokyo Haneda, and I was fine while I was walking down. You know, it was like normal going through customs. And the second I left customs, I was like, holy Hannah. Like, I was spinning in circles for literally five minutes, and I was like, where's the ATM? Where's the train cars? Where's this? And, like, all I could see was pictures and lines, and, like, I, was like, I don't read Japanese. And all I could hear was, like, sky no sky desu Tokyo. And I was like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? It was like 10, 25 p.m. And I'm like, well, you know what? We just have to move forward and like do what I got to do. But this is insane. And then when I got off the train station to where I was staying, somebody was getting robbed. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a, I'm like the only white kid here. I'm a target. He's coming after me next. I better I book it up those stairs. So I was like running through the train station like, please don't come after me. Thankfully, the police like apprehended him. But. What I learned is Tokyo is actually one of the safest cities in the world. Um, the crime rate is super low, and people are very, very honest there. And I I will go to Tokyo a hundred times before I would go to Buenos Aires by myself. Really? Yeah. I, like Nicaragua? Oh, I can't. I, 
I can barely walk down the street, and, and that's where I'm from. I can barely walk down the street with like, oh, I'm going to die. Someone's going to knife me. Because everyone looks at you because you're, I mean, it, it's not racist. You're just white, and everyone else is not. And they look at you like, who's oh. this gringo? Like, yeah. let's take advantage yeah. of him. I mean, it's it's a real thing, you know. It's not as bad it's as like it used to be. It's like a stereotype down is. there. Yeah. Like, they see somebody white, and they just automatically think, well, here's an American with lots of money. And and it's not even that. It's also how people dress. Like, um, yeah. people from Southern California, you can tell how they dress. It's, it's weird. People from Utah. Yeah. There's that well, whole... Well, just mannerisms, body language, the way people talk. There's so many factors that... You know, yeah, go, go into, into that. like it's kind never... of predicting somebody and where mm-hmm. they're from. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can go to I can go to California or and pick out. The I people can go from anywhere Utah. and I can pick out uh, <laughs> a, a Utah person or it's a so Mormon true. or uh-huh. whatever. You know, I mean, I can find those people and they can find me because that's who I am. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's just the weirdest funny. thing. It's, you know, it's like but... we all are accustomed to the way that we dress and like, you know, even if we try to be different, like then we go out to these different places. Oh, you're from Utah. It's like, how'd you guess that? I'm like trying to be all different here. And you're like guessing me right off the bat. Like what the heck? So that's like, like, that's really fun. Yeah. That would be cool to be able to see all the different cultures and different people. Chase has seen and met people all over this planet. He has been to Japan, Israel, Belgium, the Czech Republic, Germany, Ireland, Scotland, England, France, Italy, Spain, Nicaragua, all over the USA, the Netherlands, and Mexico. I really wanted to know how all of this traveling affected the people that he was closest to, his family. I love my family, and I'm being a good family member, so... Yeah, <laughs> I used to be a brat. Oh, you have to ask my mom on that one, if I still am. I don't. Not. <laughs> I don't know if you were a brat so much as you just needed motion. You just. I just need needed motion. to go. You yes. need motion, and like I don't know if your mom understood that about you as a young child. <laughs> she was like, but I think she gets it Why now. Why can't you just be calm like me? All I want to do is watch Netflix and like go to the park. No, like we need to go buy a sports car and play Space Mountain, Mom. That's where it's at. <laughs> this is true. So it's very I true. think it's just a misunderstanding, but I think that you guys. She does good with it. You guys are understanding each other now uh-huh. for sure Better, and yes. and you guys it becomes easier as you get it older oh, babe, i hate to go so tell me a little bit about your obsession with airplanes what is it with planes? That's a crazy question because there's so many things I have. Like I have so many answers, but there's one thing that someone said to me. It was my manager, Catherine, and she said, um, you know what, Chase? Some of us actually enjoy the destination more than the plane ride. <laughs> and I was like, I know, but... And she's like, no, <laughs> like that's the truth. And I'm like, I don't know what it is, like... I just like the whole process and the whole, like, how the plane pulls up to the gate and then they put the jetway there and then, you know, boarding zone one, zone two. And then, you know, like the people who think that because there's zone three that they can board with sky priority and it's like, eh, you're crazy. Being in an airplane, just like the, 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 okay, well, it depends like what sounds we're talking about because 
in some airplanes, you've got a... And then you've got a... And then you've got like a... I like the... Like, that's the sound that I like. I don't like it when you... And it's like in Airbuses, they always go... And you're just like, oh my gosh, this is get so annoying. Get me off this plane. But thankfully, it only lasts for like, I think, 30 minutes max. And then it's a little more quiet. And then you get the... Mm-hmm. You know, like how older people like to go sit in Main Street at Disneyland and it just reminisces them of the old times. You know, it's that environment of the overhead speak like ladies saying, you know, the final boarding for flight, da da da. It's that whole environment. I just, I really love it. And I love the like, I don't love the peanuts, pretzels and cookies. That's not my <laughs> thing. I'm not a big, I mean, they're good, but you know, I'm just like, Oh, like every time they ask me that, I start laughing and they're like, why are you laughing? I'm like, it's just funny. I hear that so many times, you know. So it feels familiar to you. Yeah. And I think that might be what it is. Sentimental. Uh-huh. And I just like the fact of like being in a fast jet plane and I don't know, like moving my body around the world just all the time. Like I like that. Mm -hmm. Knowing that I can do that and knowing that's what I'm doing, it feels so cool and it's like one second I'm here one second and then there's those times you know where I just choose to hone in and be like now I'm gonna stay home maybe that's last for three days and then I'm like okay we need to go (laughs) to China now (laughs) so it's being able to maybe to connect with all those different places and physically be there Mm -hmm. okay Jess is there anything else you want me to ask you Well, maybe I should get behind the microphone for this question because it's kind of funny. Okay. So just to kind of fill things in here, uh, Chase and I have been friends for quite some time now. I don't know. (laughs) Since he moved to St. George. 2011. Five years. Whoa. Long time. (laughs) Love's happened. And I remember Chase moving into the neighborhood and he invited me over to his house. And I don't remember. Was it for like... Roller Coaster Tycoon, I don't remember, but we had come over there and we were playing some game or something like that, and he had taken me up to his bedroom, and this doesn't get, like, weird in any way, but he had taken me up to his bedroom, <laughs> and, and I had seen all of this Pan Am memorabilia, or I don't even know, you had, airline like, stuff, a wallet, I yeah, you had the, tons um, of airline stuff. I have stuff. The, uh, the safety vest when, for the water, and then I have the oxygen mask and the seatbelt. And I have all the safety cards. So, and I would like my friend. I don't know why people think that's so funny. You had it memorized. You like, had the entire. It like... goes like this. It starts out. It says, "Welcome, Welcome aboard, aboard, and, and thanks, thanks for flying Delta. Delta. Our, Our first priority on every flight is safety. So before we depart, I'll be giving a brief safety presentation. Then there's music. Okay, make sure all carry-on items are securely stowed in an overhead bin, and so on and so forth. It was such a cool video. I'm a dork. Okay, like in, in high school, I would come home from school and watch safety videos, okay? <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with me. I thought they were the coolest thing ever. And I'd be like, Mom, come watch this. And she's like, I'm not watching that stupid video with you. I don't care about airplanes. I don't like to watch it when I'm in the plane. And I'm like, fine. But yeah, I have all that stuff. I definitely have all that stuff in my room. Yeah, I love it. I just love like the... um. I just love how you get every detail of it. Like you just get so excited about every single like little thing. Oh, I'm that the same happens. way with Disney. Yeah. Same way with Disney. <laughs> Nicole knows. <laughs> 
that may lead us to our um, question about what is your secret hobby? Do you I have a be, secret hobby? It would be outback driving, or I don't know what you call back of St. George, but we'll <laughs> say it's the great outback of Utah. My dad recently just bought a Can-Am four-seater. It's like top-of-the-line turbo, whatever. Okay, now, before I let him go any further, I need to give you a little preface. From getting to know Chase over the years, I would say his biggest motivations are to have fun, entertain, and to go big. Chase is notorious for putting on full-scale productions in his room and many more places for anyone he can. I've even seen him break out into song for random strangers on the street. He loves creating memorable experiences for people. And the Can-Am, his dad's little four-wheeler car thing, definitely falls into this category. Man, I can't stay off that. It's like an addiction. Like the, It's like flying. I'm just like, oh, all day. Uh. You know, like by the end of the day, like my eyes are all like shaken up and I'm like, I can't think straight. <laughs> of all but of I my... could go another 10 minutes on this I thing. I could go another 10. Exactly. Yeah. And there's so many people. I'm not getting on that thing if you're driving. That is so rude. You don't even know. <laughs> I, am like... I have to admit that I had a little bit of a nervous uh, pit in my stomach last night when I went on that thing with you, but it, it was a thrill, actually. It was a thrill. I loved the music. Like, that really added to the whole it does. experience. Music makes it so different. It really does. Because the first time I took it out, there was no music. and um, You're like, something's missing. I was like, yeah, the whole time I was just like... Oh, this is so frustrating. There's no music. I can't do this anymore. So I, when I got here, I'm just like, go to Best Buy, throw $300 down, buy that stupid speaker. <laughs> just play. Like, And it, it's perfect now. It's so, oh my gosh, it's so fun. You name it, I got it. Like, Indiana Jones, Space Mountain. This is true. Like this is I all made... true. I just went for a ride last night, and it was crazy. It was like I was on an amusement ride. Music and everything. A... It was crazy. I don't know. Let's see if it'll pick this up. Um, I have the... Oh, here we go. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. You know, I just, I collect crap like that. Like, I think it's the coolest thing. I'm like, yes! Like, I have um, the It's a Small World track. It's like saying, remain seated, please, in, like, every different language, because It's a Small World is about a world of laughter, a world of tears, that we all share one great happy world, because it's a small world, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> reality your real hobby and your secret hobby are really one and the same it is a small world and yeah. it, it all ties together in the end it all comes together and it makes sense it really does yeah. <laughs> cool all right well thank you thank you for having me Thank you for tuning in to the kickoff episode of our second season. 
We have had many of our fans request more episodes and we are more than happy to oblige. So thank you for your support. A Little Brighter podcast is produced by Jessica Neiman and hosted by yours truly, Nicole Graff. If you are interested in being in a future episode and sharing what makes your world a little brighter, please shoot us an email at a little brighter podcast at gmail.com. We will be back this time next week. Hope you will tune in. And in the meantime, keep shining. <music>